what often happens is you spend all of your time acquiring the property. And you look at every market, you look at the data, you look at air DNA, you find all the numbers and it all works. And then you realize that you've now closed on a property that's vacant or it doesn't have the right design style that you need to launch your business. And oftentimes it's overlooked the amount of effort that's required to set up a property, refurnish a property. Welcome to Short-Term Rental Solutions, a show for hosts and property managers looking to overcome obstacles, maximize revenue, and optimize their short-term rental business by learning from the innovators who are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's show. We have a great episode for you. We have here Justin Miller, the CEO of Showplace, and Rachel V. Hill, also from Showplace. And today we're going to be talking about how to take the stress and the craziness out of designing and setting up your short-term rental property. And Showplace is the perfect people to be having that conversation with because that is what they specialize in. Thank you so much for, have, for joining us on the show today, Rachel and Justin. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're excited to be here. <laughs> awesome. Would you both just take a quick minute to introduce yourselves and kind of tell us how you got into this crazy industry and ended up here with Showplace? Absolutely. My story with Showplace starts in 2013, and I fell in love with Airbnb as a guest. And at the intersection of real estate and technology, I just knew that this was going to be the next big thing. And so I started a company in 2013 that was called Pillow. And we were a short-term rental management company. We had over 800 properties in 10 markets, and we managed over 40,000 reservations over a five-year period. So I've seen all of the great things and all of the things hidden in the closet with that Airbnb and short-term rentals have to offer. And in 2018, we were fortunate enough to be acquired by Expedia, who owns VRBO. And so... That was a great outcome for us and our investors. And what happened was in 2020, I started to see so many people entering into short-term rentals during COVID and they were piling in and starting these listings and they were doing it so wrong. And what used to work on Airbnb, which was a hot plate in an air mattress, no longer works anymore. And so based on that data, based on my experience, we, we launched Showplace in 2020 and Rachel was the very first person that we brought on board all the way back in 2020. Yeah. So I'm going on four years, but I came in as a host. So I have two properties, one in Big Bear and one in Maui. Yes, Maui. It survived. So I went, I came on because back then Showplace was all about the free product. And so I got mattresses and consumable products. And it was amazing as a house. And then I just begged Justin to hire me. And then I've just been focusing on talking to investors and owners as they are trying to scale and figure out this whole difficulty of designing and furnishing their properties. So I'm usually the one to talk to everyone first. Yeah, that's great. And Rachel and I met a couple of months ago, we were able to have a conversation and, and I you know, began learning a little bit about Showplace. So this conversation, I knew I was like, man, we need to get on the show and, and talk a little bit about Showplace and really educate people. You guys, you know, you mentioned just a second ago, Rachel, that when the company began, you were kind of specializing in helping hosts 
you know, get things at a discount and, you know, some of the specials, but there's actually been a little bit of pivot. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we started as a sampling company for brands to place products into vacation rentals. And now our huge focus is helping solve the problem of designing, furnishing, and even installing. Yeah. Which as a host myself, <laughs> it's almost laughable. I can remember the first time I went through this process with my first property. I was so naive. I literally had no idea what I was getting myself into. We purchased a property in Gulf Shores, Alabama. I don't live in Alabama. I live in Idaho. So bought a plane ticket, flew out to Alabama. I think I, my return ticket was like in two weeks. And I thought, I'm going to fly out there because, because the property we purchased was already furnished. And so I knew I was going to need to swap out some things and do a little bit of updating. But I thought, easy peasy, get on Wayfair, order some stuff. I'll be in and out. So like four weeks later... <laughs> I was, I was like frantically knowing I had to fly home, but it, I, I rescheduled that ticket twice over because it took so much longer than I originally thought it would. I had two of my kids with me that during that time and they nicknamed me two carts because every time we went anywhere, it was at least two shopping carts. And so my teenage boys, they're like chasing each other around home goods with, shopping carts full of pillows and comforters and whatnot. It was craziness. We're hanging TVs. We're, I mean, the whole thing, you know, to nuts. And I, I came away with this eye-opening experience of appreciating how much goes into turning a short-term rental property and getting it ready. Even when you thought that what you were starting with was like 90% of the way there, which I learned a ton. But you guys have really specialized in this. And I don't know what that number would be as far as how many properties you've actually helped people set up and stuff. But I imagine it's kind of a well-oiled machine at this point. So, you know, hey, I'm sure there's been some hiccups along the way. What are kind of maybe some war stories or things that you've learned or crazy experiences you guys have had in this journey of, of be being like the setup gurus? That's a great question. And that is a very common experience for many first-time short-term rental operators. What often happens is you spend all of your time acquiring the property. And you look at every market, you look at the data, you look at AirDNA, you find all the numbers and it all works. And then you realize that you've now closed on a property that's vacant or it doesn't have the right design style that you need to launch your business. And oftentimes it's overlooked the amount of effort that's required to set up a property, refurnish a property. And that's really the opportunity that we saw at Showplace, which is to take advantage of that gap in the market. And we help owners all around the country really look at this and say, hey, you're running a business. Every property is a business. You need to approach this as a business. So we look at from a business plan perspective and we say, okay, what is the location? What is your audience that you want to target? Is this family friendly or is this an urban area? Or like, what, what, exa what exactly do you have in mind for those first six photos that are going to be on Airbnb? There's so much competition on these platforms that you only get five seconds of guest attention. And that, those first six photos need to capture all of the intent to, so that you can drive your bookings, especially as more supply is coming online, 
Well, you can't change the location of your property. And that's not what's going to sell after the location. The second indication for guests is about how that property makes them feel. And that's really the design, the intentionality about the products you're putting in your home. And many first-time operators overlook that and they say, oh, I'm going to take two weeks off of work and I'll be back. Well, what we've seen is that you really have two flawed options when thinking about setting up the property. Number one is DIY. I'm going to take two weeks off of work. I'm going to do it myself and I'm going to, you know, put together all the beds and shop at Ikea. And that's really flawed because it's so much time and effort. And guess what? By the, after the fourth week of you setting it up, you've now missed out on four weeks of rental revenue that you could have saved if you had planned for this, you know, at, at the beginning. And the other option, second flawed option is really about the local providers in these markets. Like it's hard to find who's done short-term rentals from a design perspective, products, where do you go? So really at Showplace, we solve that problem for many owners, investors, and operators. One fun fact is that we often don't win the first deal that a short-term rental operator does because they think, oh, I'm just going to do it myself. But the time that they have the second property onward is when we actually win business from most short-term rental operators and investors. I also see a lot make that panic purchase when they're doing it themselves is they're limited by what's available. They can't wait on shipping and you go over budget. I mean, you go over budget every time because you just have to buy, buy, buy and get it up and launch. Like we really think through what is your budget, time it out, check inventory, check the shipping times. So I'm sure you probably went over budget when you did your own. <laughs> well, oh. And you hate to be like standing there in the aisle at Walmart and being like, dang, this is, these are my choices. Yeah. You're like kicking yourself, like you said, wishing that you had thought ahead and realized, oh my gosh, I need X, Y, Z. And being able to procure something that actually suits what you're hoping for. We, we typically engage with owners when they're in escrow on the property. And if they're in escrow and they say, hey, I'm going to close in three weeks. Okay, now is the time to start thinking about this. All of the net, the network of interior designers that we've built, our contract designer team, they all come from Airbnb, Avance, Landing, Vacasa. Like we, we've been in this industry for almost a decade. And that experience comes through because it's not just what do I buy, but it's also what is the business that I want to execute on. So for example, we look at, the total occupancy. And we say, okay, well, if maybe we should do bunk beds in the third bedroom instead of a clean mattress, because now we can have two more additional people for occupancy. And we look at, for example, the garage. Here, here's an interesting data point. Guests will not pay more to park in a garage versus park in the driveway. And so what that's led us to recommend is we should be turning our garages into game rooms and once those game rooms are in place, well, now I can charge $50 more per night because I have more livable space in this garage game room conversion. Very easy things to do. So we look at the ROI points and we try to help people make informed decisions. And then the second part is really about having the right amount of time to make sure that it's a cohesive design. One last point, we look at something called total cost of ownership. So when I set up my first short-term rental, one of my big mistakes was I went to Ikea. I had two carts 
and I bought everything on Ikea. I said, oh, I'm going to save so much money buying stuff from Ikea. I had to hire labor that was at my home for an entire week, putting together 40 pieces of Ikea furniture. So when you factor in the total cost of ownership, okay, I save money, but now I spent $1,000 on labor. I probably should have bought that bed or that couch that was maybe a little bit more money, but I didn't have the labor costs. The other is the life, the lifetime of that product. We, we have literally tested thousands of products at Showplace, and we only recommend the hospitality-grade furniture, the hospitality items that are going to last wear and tear in the property. And so that's just another interesting aspect. People just generally don't think about this. And when they come to talk to Rachel at Showplace, she, she starts to help ask those probing questions about, hey, if you buy everything on Amazon and you have 200 boxes arrive on your porch, what happens if it gets stolen? What happens if it starts to rain? Like, what are you going to do? And these are all solutions that we've assembled. That's and great. That's great. So, hey, here I am, a host. I've got 48 hours to put together a property. I know this is completely hypothetical. Please, no one out there ever try to pull together a property in 48 hours because you will absolutely lose your mind. But just for like the mental exercise based on kind of what you guys have learned over the years of putting together a property, if I had 48 or 72 hours, how, how should someone be planning or strategizing that setup process to be efficient and to be able to work quickly and get the job done and get a job done right. So it's funny you mentioned like 48 hours or 72 hours being the goal. The interesting thing is we're actually executing on the final mile setups within about 72 hours. And the reason is that we have done all of the pre-planning and all of the, the, the work up front that makes it possible. So for example, when one of the things I would recommend is having all of the items that you have in the home. On average, we see 300 different products in the home, having all those items stored at the property, ready to go out of the boxes, making sure there's no damage and that there's nothing that you need to replace. So if you can get to step one with all the items that you need, I actually think it's possible to do the setup within 72 hours. The second part I would say is you probably need a, a lot more labor than you think that you need. For example, on average for a three-bedroom, two-bath house, it takes about 100 man hours to set up all of these items. And so your choice is, if I had to do this in 72 hours, I'm going to have 10 people on site who are setting up the bed, setting up the property, making sure all the products are getting in the right room, the inventory is getting taken. Um, and then the third one is we highly recommend wallpaper as a really good tactic to save on your budget. So you don't need as much decor or items on the wall if you have a really great wallpaper sort of wall that that is like a focal point of the room. It's a good way to save money. And so this the, that other part I would say is you need an expert who has done wallpaper. I've made this mistake. I've tried to do wallpaper and I'm horrible at it. People try to do wallpaper. So I would hire a wallpaper pro and that's someone at the home doing the wallpaper, the painting. And I think if you add those three things up, I think it's possible to do it in 72 hours, but I would not recommend it. <laughs> well, okay. So we've got, make sure you've procured your items, make sure you've got a team and make sure you've got, you know, the walls taken care of painting, wallpapering, et cetera. Right. 
avoid textured walls. If you're doing wallpaper, whew, that's challenging. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned 100 man hours because for that first property in Alabama, we did a cost seg on that property. And so I had to show material participation. And I was tracking my hours. And for me, it was embarrassing. It was like way for 100 hours. But that's the price that a newbie pays when you're trying to DIY everything. So, yeah, I totally get it. So what are some of the ways that you think people end up wasting time? I'll tell you from the host side, it could be something as simple as sheet and towels. What kind of sheets do I put in? That's going to be lasting and get good reviews and a comfortable sleep. Same with towels, because you don't want to replace those after every guest. So as Justin mentioned, that's where we have really done the host testing. So we've already done that. You could spend hours and hours just researching sheets and where to buy them, make sure that the restock is available. So that's one. Yeah, for sure. Justin, did you have any thoughts on that? I think the most obvious one to me is really about the products that have really long lead times, the supply chains have been really messed up. And so if you buy things that aren't in stock or they're going to ship, hey, in three months from now from, you know, Pottery Barn, it's just not going to work for your business. And so one of the big things that we focused on are products that are very designed forward, but they're in stock. We can get them in a week or two. And we like to generally allow two to three weeks for shipping. Nobody, no one's business is going to be able to withstand a three month or a four month lead time. And so I think a lot of folks who might be wasting time are looking at the wrong products that are out of stock or long lead times. And then the other one that I kind of like to mention is having all of the walls and the items and the exterior prepped, prepped and ready. Like what you don't want to do is set up all your beds, set up all your big furniture items in the home. And then if you forget to do that wall with paint or with wallpaper, now you have to move everything and bring it back. And so th there's just some basic things around logistics that I would say you start from the outside and then work your way in. And that would be a good framework to kind of save time, making sure that you're very practical in your application. So, you know, I'm going to jump back a second. You talked about the procurement and that there's on average 300 items in a home and it ideally you're going to have received those and opened them and check that everything's, you know, working. How does that logistically even work? Yeah. So one of the things that we've invested a lot in is our proprietary network of localized warehousing. So what's not an option for us is we cannot say, Hey, we're going to send 300 boxes to your porch. It's going to get ruined, stolen, or damaged. So we have a localized warehouse in the domestic U.S. that's basically within 150 miles of anywhere that you'd want to go. And we get all those items shipped to a local warehouse and we take an inventory and then we load up those items on one truck that arrives Monday morning at 9 a.m. and all those items are unloaded. On the shipping label, we have the exact room that those boxes should go in. So you don't, you don't waste any time opening and looking at things. So we say, oh, this is living room. This is bedroom one, bedroom three. So we get the items in the room. Once the items are in the room, then we open them up doing, doing an inspection. We have a lot of technology that we built that helps us get there. But there was a lot of trial and error up until that point to make it super seamless for our customers. Yeah. Well, okay. We've, we've kind of danced around it and talked about a few different things, but 
Let's talk about a few more of the nitty gritty pieces about Showplace. You mentioned that people typically start talking with you when they're in escrow, but walk us, take us on that journey. What does that look like from, you know, the initial conversation of, hey, we, we'd really like some help with the design process and getting our property set up clear to that, you know, okay, ready for that listing to go live. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. My favorite time to talk to an owner is when they have made an offer, it's accepted, and they just need to start figuring out the budget and the details. But we don't actually start the design until after the inspection. We don't want any surprises. So after inspection is really the ideal time because we're that close to closing. So inspection, do you, Showplace will actually send someone physically to your location to walk the property? Or what do you mean by inspection? The inspection during escrow. So before oh, So making sure there's nothing major on the property. So you know that you're moving forward at actually getting this property. So we can start talking through the design. It's around two weeks for the back and forth with the owner and the designer. We come up with mood boards and then selecting all of the product. And I'll show the portal here in a couple of minutes. So then come closing time, we can start ordering. There's, you know, no, no risk. You've already closed. So let's start ordering. And it takes one to four weeks for the shipment. So in total, it's about six weeks. So our goal is to get your listing launched as quickly as you can because it's wasted money. You don't want it sitting. Yeah, um, you're carrying costs. Yeah, yeah. Those mortgages are spendy. Yeah, so it's, it's about a six week and then a couple of days for the installation. If you want to get really ahead of the game, we can actually start shipping all the product to the warehouses before closing so that on closing day, everything does arrive. It just depends, you know, how early they want to start. Some of our warehouses will actually assemble the furniture in the warehouse. So it even speeds it up that much faster. Wow. Yeah, the really, the very savvy investors that we work with engage with us early while they're in escrow. We do all the work. And they could close on a Friday and then we could start the install on a Monday. So they have, they have no downtime as far as the holding costs, the property insurance, property taxes, mortgage. And that's super efficient for your business. If you can get an extra month or two out of the rental revenue, we've paid for the show place cost of the service already. And those properties that need some upgrades or rehab work. Uh, that's also a nice time because you can bring in your designer and say, okay, are we doing wallpaper? Are we doing accent walls? What is our color scheme? So that those contractors can start painting during that work. So it's nice. You have that partner. You're not in the salon. You've got the showplace designer working with you. One, one theory that we like to really talk about is what's called this amenities arms race that's happened over the last couple of years. So what used to work on Airbnb six years ago, which was an air mattress and a hot plate, no longer works. You're not going to get the bookings. You're not going to be a top listing in your area. Now, guest expectations have gone up. Like, and there's so much supply in the market. You have to stand out from that competition. And so there's a lot of things to really consider around, hey, should I invest in a hot tub? And we help you think through that. Hey, if I spend $3,000 on a hot tub, but I can charge $100 more per night, should I buy a Peloton uh, bike for my home? And what's the ROI for that? Or what about a mural for your property? Let it stand out in the pictures or a pool or parking. Like all of these various things is part of the design and business case work that we help clients think through. That's great. So, I mean, 
here I am holding a couple of properties. Maybe I want to do, you know, it's time to look at changing a few things up. Do you guys only exclusively work with people who are new property owners and kind of that fresh? Or what are my options there as, as far as if I just need like a rehab or an update? Yeah, there's two situations. You've either bought a property that came with furniture or it's time for a refresh. We do both. We will work around existing furniture and our designers are brutally honest. They will tell you if something needs to go. If it's time for that couch or that wall decor to go, they'll tell you. And it's it's nice because you can make some just a small investment and completely change the look of your property. It's actually more work for designers to work around existing items in the home than a clean slate. Uh, but we can do it. We do a lot of them. Do I have to do it all at once? Like what if I mean, I have a property where I would like to do some changes, but, you know, because of cash flow issues, not wanting to necessarily take out debt to do this. Can that be a phase program or phase work? Yeah, with either option, if it's fully furnished or if it was empty, what we want to do is design the whole property. So let us design it every room because you want the cohesive design and flow and color scheme all matching. But you don't have to purchase everything at one time. Do round one and then come back to us when you're ready for round two. Start making money and then keep reinvesting. But at least you know the budget, you know the direction that you want to go. And it's okay to tackle it room by room, but just let us design it all at one time so that it's done in the very beginning. So speaking of budget, sorry, I'm just like picking your brain on all these about these things. So speaking of budget here, once the designers come up with an initial design and everyone's agreed on it, how how can we know what that final bottom line cost is going to be like? This bedroom is going to cost me $12,000 or the kitchen design to, you know, bring it to life. It's going to cost me X amount of money. Will all that be pretty clear at the very, you know, up front there? Yeah, we never want to surprise our owners. I mean, no one likes to go over budget. So we're very upfront. This is the design cost. This is really what you're looking at for the furnishings, whether you want basic, mid-range, luxury. We're going to dive into who that guest is so that you do the right uh, budget to fit that type of guest you're having come in. And then we'll price out consolidated delivery and install. So yeah, and there's definitely different ranges within that. And yeah, we will go through all of that before we start work. Cool. So what, a, like, what, how do you guys get paid as far as your services? They're like an upcharge on the stuff that you buy or what does that look like? Yeah. So our design fee, it's great because anyone listening gets 25% off the design fee um, going through you. So it's $1.25 currently um, per square foot to design the interior. The exterior or game rooms, um, basements, garages, those are just extra, usually a few hundred dollars for each space. So that's your design cost. And then when it comes to the furnishings, it really like basic $10 per square foot, your mid-range $15 to $16 per square foot, and then $20 for your luxury. And it can go up from there. Our designers love you if you can do $20 and up because then they can get really creative. Yeah, um, have lots of fun. So yeah. there, there's an initial cost per square foot for the design service. Yeah. And then those other ranges that you you mentioned were just basically, if you were going to ballpark what it would cost for those actual furnishings, you know, the 10 to 15, et cetera, et cetera. That's kind of the range that you can expect depending on what level of, you know, finish and, you know, mid luxury, et cetera. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Do you want a pool table? Do you 
Do you have a swimming pool outside? Do you want a sofa bed? All factors. So those are just estimates that that we provide. But yeah, to answer your question, where does Showplace make their money? A little bit in the design fee, a little bit in the product, but we have great partnerships. We partner with Host GPO. We have direct brand partnerships. So you're going to pay retail or less, just depending. Really, a lot of this that we're looking at is where's the high traffic areas. It's your couch, your dining, the beds. You want them comfortable. Invest there. Those side tables, nobody really cares if they came from Wayfair or someone else. We still want durability, but you don't have to invest hundreds of dollars in every site table. So that's where we strategize is where to really put the budget and focus it. Yeah, well, and a lot of people think that, you know, in order to have like a really high quality design, it has to cost a ton of money. But what would you be your thoughts on that, Rachel? Yeah, I think our prices are reasonable. One for the design, because most people don't have the whole design eye and thought out. And there's things you would never think about. I've learned a ton from our designers and I'm starting to incorporate into my own properties, especially murals. That was great. Yeah. So it, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess my thought on that is that if you are working with a designer, kind of like what you were mentioning about the coffee tables and really choosing pieces to invest in that it makes sense, you can still have a property that has that wow factor as far as when people are scrolling through those first couple of photos and create a room that stops the scroll, gets people to notice your property and tap on it and get in there and potentially book by, you know, really strategically crafting your listing in those individual rooms. And so it's surprising what you can do when you're really designing with that in mind from square one, I guess that's, that's been my experience. And I'm sure, you know, you guys can, that resonates and you guys agree with that. hundred percent. Like if you were buying a restaurant business, you would be very thoughtful in how you'd want to do the decor and design. But what we find in short-term rentals is an afterthought. But what we truly believe is that design is a number one key determinant for bookings, for occupancy, for guest experience. When guests are reviewing you after the stay, 70% of the time, they're making reviews based on the design. Hey, I love this home. It had everything stocked in the home. I had a coffee maker. It was intentionally thought out. Like that's the experience really is the design of the home. So ultimately what we say is if you care about your reviews, you should really equally care about the design and intentionality of the home. Um, the thing that we love in our business is after the project is completed, we've created this amazing space that millions of guests around the world will get to come and experience. And that's really our North Star is that we have the key, very strategically, we hand the keys back to the owner or the property manager after we're done. That's not a business that we want to be in. Um, but for us, the experience of those guests, we monitor all of those listings, we look at the reviews, we look at the products after the fact and see what people have to say about them. And it helps us inform the next design project that we do. That's great. That's great. Well, you know, thank you so much, both of you, for taking some time to speak with us. I would say for the listeners and even for myself, some of the key takeaways would be really that planning at the front end, whether you choose to use a company like Showplace to help you along the way or you are end up DIYing, you know, obviously it's not feasible for everybody to hire someone to help them. But as Showplace has done this so many times, those key things about 
making sure that you really have source and have everything you need to start putting together and setting up your your properties kind of all at once. And consider investing in some extra support, you know, find a couple local handyman, air tasker, whatever, people who can help you get that done quickly. And then make sure you've done some preliminary legwork with, like Justin was saying, make sure all your walls are done. You're not going to need to move any furniture for painting or other types of things so that you can be as efficient as possible. And then in your design, we heard Rachel talking about, you know, different things to consider and, you know, really considering the actual parts of your property that are going to be the most high touch and the most used. Those are the things where you really want to make sure that you're investing in quality pieces that are going to last over the long run and make a difference and catch the eye. What do you think, guys? Is that about sum it up? Yeah, I just want to say one more thing is, you know, nothing wrong with the DIYer. I love to do things myself. We do design only. So if you're just struggling on the design side, we can always just help with the layout and the design and you can source on your own. I mean, you always have full say of what products going in your home. So that is something else we do offer. Oh, that's great. I wasn't aware of that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and Rachel, you mentioned this, but let's just mention it one more time. You guys do have a special offer for listeners of the Short-Term Rental Solutions podcast or people who find this through STR Hub YouTube channel or the strhub.com website. Tell us about what that is. Yes. So 25% off the design fee. That's just the special discount that we're giving. So $1.25 per square foot, 25% off. It's normally $1.75. The other thing is go to showplacewholesale.com and sign up to be a host with us. We will send out the most amazing newsletters with free products. Like I mentioned, that's how I got started. We have brands that are saying, please give away this product to the host for free. You'll send it out. Your guest is this nice surprise and delight for the guest. And we also do promotions with like open box items. There's um, a lot of product out there that will either go to a dumpster or it can be resold out. Why not put it in a vacation rental? So we have some really nice promotions. So just sign up as a new user and then reach out through the link that you'll share if you want to talk design and furnish with me. Yeah. And signing up as a new user is absolutely free. Free. There is no cost to join Showplace. They do want to vet to make sure you're actually a short-term rental host. So you'll have a call, you know, it'd be great people looking for a cheap way to get their favorite brands at a discount. This awesome thing that we get as short-term rental property owners. So there's a little vetting process to make sure you're legitimately a short-term rental host, but really easy. And I do love poking around in that open box section of your site. Guests don't care if your duvet is brand new. By the time they show up in your property, you know, someone else has used it. It's been washed like 20 times. So it's a great way to get, you know, a various items at even steeper discounts. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So how do people find Showplace and how to, you know, how can we connect with you guys as well? Yeah. So just showplacewholesale.com. That will get you signed up as a new host, gets you on our newsletter. You can go into our marketplace, but then there's a schedule of call on there. And that's how you'll talk to us about the furnish uh, and design side or to the link that you sent. Awesome. And I'm sure we can find both of you on LinkedIn and all those other places where we all are. I'll put, I'll put links to all of this in the show notes and, you know, in the notes on YouTube and whatnot. So we'll make sure people can find you guys. We are actually going to wrap up the podcast portion of this episode. But like Rachel mentioned briefly, as we were having the conversation earlier, we're going to continue the conversation. She's going to take us into the back end of Showplace, show us a little bit about 
what that design process looks like and, you know, potentially a mood board or whatnot. Just give us an idea a little bit about uh, what Showplace can actually do. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. And one final thought before we let you go. If you are a host or property manager looking to optimize your short-term rental business, make sure you swing by strhub.com. In, on that website, we're gathering information about all the companies and service providers serving the short-term rental industry to really save you time and help you get educated in making your decisions. So strhub.com, be sure to check it out and be sure to join us next time for our next conversation with innovators designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you could spare a moment, please leave the show a quick review. Your review helps us help more hosts and property managers like yourself. By the way, if you're a realtor, lender, bookkeeper, accountant, interior designer, or other professional who specializes in serving the short-term rental industry, we need to get you listed on STR Hub and start spreading the word about your services. So reach out to me via email. Christiane at strhub.com. Thanks again for listening and be sure to join me next time to catch my latest conversation with the innovators designing the solutions that are shaping our industry.